You are listening to Popcorn on SoundCloud. Hey, what's up, everyone? My name is Carl Goldfinch. You are back at another episode of Popcorn. It is officially a Friday, which means it is the weekend, and it's a long weekend for us in Australia. Of course, joined with me is the amazing Anthony Farrell from YouTube. How are you, Anthony? I am well, Carl. How are you today? Very excited for today's show. Have a great show planned. We have an awesome, awesome guest. We have my really good filmmaking friend from Los Angeles talking about all things filmmaking and awesomely amazingly friend of mine. Let me do that again. Um, we have an awesome, my awesome friend joining us later in the show. His name is Lunakai. He's an LA based filmmaker. He's also a Viner and he was, he's going to talk about everything to do with filmmaking in Los Angeles and living in Los Angeles. So let's get to the show. Our first topic today is the, is the breakup which is which is two breakups that have happened in Hollywood in the last week. One, which is uh, Taylor Swift and Calvin Harris, of course, kind of just happened. Um, kind of a shock to us all. Um, the fact that, of course, Taylor Swift and Calvin Harris were dating for, I think, just um, over a year, and this kind of happened, and you're like, oh, my God, this is crazy. So, Anthony, like, what do you think? This is, it's, this is kind of crazy, right? Well, I mean, this is very longer than her other relationships. I mean... Except for Taylor Lautner, which was very long, I think, longer than that. But, um, yeah, I'm very disappointed in it, as well as any other breakups that happened, which we will talk about soon. And I also think that, like, you've got to think about the fact of being in a public eye. And, of course, they're two big power couples. And I think Taylor did release a statement saying she was like, I'm... I'm just not in it anymore. I'm just not in it. And so we'll be just looking forward to the, uh, to the amazing, um, uh, breakup song that will be written about Calvin Harris, right, Anthony? I highly doubt it. I mean, if it was a serious relationship, I don't think she'll write up a song about it. Well, let's look, to be honest. It was, if it was a good relationship, it was a good relationship. But she, she does have the, the issue with writing songs about a lot of people, um, about a lot of her exes, Joe Jonas, Taylor Lautner, and, and people like that. Let's move on to the other breakup of the week, the one that I'm really sad about, of course, um, uh, Demi Lovato and Vilda Vol... Vol- can't even say his name. Vilda Valderrama. Wilma, Wilma Valderrama. Valderrama. Thank you, Anthony. What is happened? What is love even... Does love even exist anymore? Does it exist anymore? Like, Emmy and Vilma have... Wil- Wilma have been dating for, like, five or six years. And you're just like, what is going on here? This is crazy. This is ridiculous. Um, I really hope that they did release a statement. Demi released a statement via Instagram saying, look, we are friends and we're going to continue being friends. But really the point of this relationship has kind of ended. It's, it's, it's sort of taken its, um, taken its toll. And so it's, it's ended its road. We're at the end of, we're at the end. So we're like, no, wouldn't it have been amazing to see a Demi and warmer marriage? Ugh, that would have been. So good, right, Anthony? Definitely, Demi is one of my favorite artists, and uh, uh, I will say that I'm, I'm hope, I hope she finds someone who can help her and everything, and yeah. who can understand her. That's really, I just, I totally agree. Um, let's move on to uh, Justin Bieber, his new music video for his song "Company" off the Purpose album. Wow, have you seen it? I, I hope you've seen it, Anthony. Um, as I've mentioned on previous shows, I'm not a big fan of Justin Bieber. But have you so seen the I video? Se- 
No, I haven't. Oh my god, how can you not have seen the video? It's amazing. It's so good. Because it, I don't have an interest in it. But you still should watch it. Like, come on. Well, okay. Let's let's put it this way. If you don't have an interest in, um, okay, what's something that you don't like? Um, children. Right. Okay. <laughs> that was the only thing that came to mind. Um, you wouldn't watch a child playing, would you? No, but if my point is that I'm a co-host of a pop of a pop culture show, I really should watch and observe everything. That yeah, happens. but people have different people have different interests. So yeah. Plus, also, I, I talk about Arrow, and you don't watch Arrow, so I mean, we're I know what Arrow is, but and I'm aware of what happens. And I know who Justin Bieber is, and I know I have a Justin Bieber head. Thanks to the media, but that's about I it. I can't watch everything that's on television, for God's sake. I'd be a bloody potato. I do it, and I'm fine. Really? Yep. Do you watch... I, I'm, I, I swear to God, there's a show out that you probably don't watch. I'm going to have to think about it. Bring it on. Do you watch Containment on CW? Yep. Do you? Yep. Oh, wow. You seriously watch Containment? Oh, I don't... Wow. I... But no, so the video basically is him going on tour, backstage, living life, being crazy, going on, going on, flying around, traveling. It's a great video. It's so well shot and it's like ridiculously amazing. So I like, if you, if you haven't watched it, if you're like Anthony and don't give really two tosses about Justin Bieber, then I'd suggest to you go and watch the video because it really is amazing. Shout out to, and of course I tried to find the person he or her that shot this as the DOP. Um, but unfortunately I cannot find that person online. I just, if you're the DOP of, um, this video, you should definitely come on, come on the show. I'm sorry, I can't stay out of this. (laughs) I also just can't stay out of it because I'm, I must comment. So I haven't seen the video. Okay. So I saw, I saw a Justin Bieber video. I, I like Justin Bieber, by the way. I think Justin Bieber's awesome. I didn't used to like him when he was like a little kid with a whiny voice, but then he grew up and he started doing whatever, whatever the hell he wanted. And uh, I don't know, I just thought he became kind of badass. So I like him, and he lives close, and I'm actually only one degree of separation from him, which is crazy. But anyway, That's adorable. <laughs> uh, I saw, I saw <laughs> a Justin Bieber video. I don't know which one it was, but he was, like, climbing up a mountain or something. Is that the one? That would have been – I think that would have been – was that his last? Yeah, I think that might have been his last video for I'll Show You, which was really... Uh, it's just, there's been such well production from his videos. I I, I, I don't know. This Justin is just crazy. Yeah. It's amazing. I also... I should mention, I should mention people, this is actually our, our guest, our guest, well now he's a guest co-host, he was just a guest, but now he's clearly decided, hey, I live in Los Angeles, so I'm going to be an absolutely crazy person, so I'm going to have a different conversation. Call you Luke, hi, for the sake of it. Okay, this is LA-based filmmaker, Viner, and all-around crazy person, and my, like, unofficial brother, Mr. Lunakai, can I call you Kai, or would you like Lunakai? No, no, whatever you he want. Likes Go ahead. Okay, so Kai, to make it short for Luna Kai, um, he, you would have been really. Can we actually get your opinion on something from our previous podcast? Shoot. Sorry, Kai, for hijacking it. Yep. Um, the Jake Satoris incident and this whole this whole issue with Binance. Oh yeah, and no. How they've been in the media a lot recently for kind of pressuring impressionable fans to 
give out their nudes and commit any uh, sexual acts? Um, okay, so first of all, I have to plug my laptop in because it's about to die. Secondly, I know okay. nothing about this issue, okay. so you're going to have to explain it. I'm going to need more information because I don't actually know what you're talking about. Okay, so recently, Jacob Satorius, who, who is that? a 13... He's part of MashCon now. He was a musically person, but now he does vines. Um, yeah. There was an, there's an allegation that he pressured a 13-year-old fan to send him news, and she... She didn't like it, and now the media is up and on about it. And also with other people like um, Carter Reynolds and all that, how there's kind of a sort of a negative viewpoint on the Vine community. Not the entire Vine community, but that kind of niche of the Vine community. What did Carter Reynolds do that was negative or thought it was negative? He pressured, he pressured I... his girlfriend into giving him oral sex. Oh, interesting. And then but... he, 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 he shouted... He, he, he made it public on Twitter that her, his girlfriend was dealing with depression and that he hopes she he that she doesn't kill herself and stuff. Oh, wow. The bit okay. of a douchebag. So um, now that I'm filled in, what was your question? What are your... Because uh, you're part of the Vine community, what's your perspective on things like that? Like, are you feeling that the media is under... Is under misrepresenting the whole entire Vine community, or that should, should they be focusing on that part of the Vine community? Um. Okay, so what do I think about that? First of all, um, like how much of a spotlight is Vine anymore? Because I feel like Vine is kind of um, starting to fizzle away a little bit, um, and uh, and I don't think it's quite as relevant as it once was. <clears throat> Um, I don't see nearly as many posts, nearly as much media coverage or people talking about Vine because I just think it's oversaturated and people are kind of uh, sick of the, the six-second uh, platform because, you know, it just it just became a little overdone. I mean, every single joke was being overused and being posted a million times and people were just sick of that. Uh, in terms of uh, these individuals that happen to be Viners that have been um, caught in these situations or accused or whatever, I don't, I can't really speak to it too much just because I'm literally just learning about it, so I don't know really the details or the facts. But um, I mean, it's just, it's not really in my mind connected to Vine in any way. It just happens to be individuals that are Viners that have come into the public eye because of these situations. I mean, what about, um, I can't remember his last name, but uh, you guys heard about this this situation uh, that happened in America with Brock. That guy, I think. Oh, uh, him, Brock, yeah. Right? Brock something. Uh, I don't I know. know. He's from Stanford. Right, from Stanford. Well, he was. I mean, yeah. stuff stuff happens, and it's, it's sad to see that kind of stuff. To tell you the truth, I was just thinking about how I'm sick of, scrolling through my Facebook news feed because it's just so negative and there's just so much coverage on these horrible incidents and crimes and all these things happening that I just don't necessarily want to fill my, my brain um, with because then it becomes my reality in a sense. You know what I mean? Um, and, uh, but, but Brock is an instance of, um, you know, just another one of those situations where the media is covering someone who... Um, or is blowing up this um, this uh, this situation or whatever, and not that I'm saying it shouldn't be blown up because I really do think it should be blown up, blown up, 
to an extent because it's people need to understand that stuff like this happens because it's really not okay. And so it needs to, um, people need to shed some, not shed some light. People need to put some light on it so that it's exposed. Um, but I don't think that there's any connection between these Viners and Vine or social media. It just happens to be people, individuals that are in the public eye for whatever crime they've committed or whatever. And they just happen to be Viners. It doesn't, it's not, I don't think it's a negative, anything negative on the Vine platform or on social media. It's just that these people just happen to be social media people. It just does seem interesting because you have like a lot of the, uh, and I should mention that the article we found last week was on teen.com and, and they also part um, published as part of their article, like the uh, 10 Vine stars who were really kind of becoming more sort of... Dishy. Basically, we want to know, are you... If that makes any Are sense. you a dish, right? I'm joking. Thank you. I wish you had said that earlier. I wouldn't have had to give you that long, drawn-out answer. Because the truth is, yes, I am. So, there, are we done? Can we wrap this up? I'm <laughs> <laughs> no, but you, you, that, that's kind of um, what sorry that's kind of what the um, media is kind of portraying these Viner dads as complete douchebags and yeah that's yeah. all I'm saying I'm not saying anything else to be offensive or that no 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 you honestly you can't first of all you can't offend me you can say pretty much anything. I mean, if you started talking shit about my family, I'd probably get offended. But other than that, this is all just a conversation. And I'm open to whatever. So um, yeah. so the only other thing that I really have to say about that is Viners happen to be young. They happen mm-hmm. to um, attract a certain demographic. And that demographic is oftentimes pretty trashy. I'm pretty sure that... Uh, this was either Vine or Snapchat, but one of the two started out as people sending nudes back and forth to each other before it became Snapchat. Yeah. So in general, a lot of these social media platforms attract that type of audience from my, my experience. And I mean, you can see that there's evidence of it everywhere. Just scroll down the comment section of any video and you just, you see all these comments that are horrible, people talking shit, but I mean, that's the internet in general. So I, I, that's why I'm saying like, I don't think it's, it's connected. That's why that was my original answer. I don't think any of it's just connected to one platform. That's just the internet and that's just people. And you're going to have that scattered all over the internet. So, but I do have to say that, um, you know, Vine does, happen to attract it seems like a a pretty a group of people that a large majority of people that are a little bit more trashy or uneducated or i don't you know what i don't even want to say i'm no expert on this so so i'm not this is none of this is set in stone but but there's definitely an audience there that is um is you know not very classy <laughs> mm-hmm. with your crew of like of wait because you have your own crew that you sort of bind with do 
do these conversations, do these things that the media is talking about in regards to violence, does it ever like, does it ever dawn on you to sort of consider talking about them? Like, is it something you talk about in your sort of crew of people with, um, with your other Viner friends? No. And that's another example is it's of, of it not all being connected. You can't just like, you can't just lump everyone into one category. And the reason I say that is because, yeah, you saw It's Fine by Me. The reason we made that, that film was because it came out of passion. It came out of excitement. It came yeah. from, um, you know, wanting to do something that I cared about, that mattered, that was going to be inspiring to people. Um, and so whenever, when I'm vining or getting together with my viner friends, the core of what we're doing is an expression of ourselves in like mostly a positive way in a way that can entertain people or inspire people or get people to laugh or whatever it is. So the core of us is, is, is good. We, we, um, we embark on this journey, um, wanting to, wanting to um, make people happier in some way through art, you know, in a, in a very artistic, creative way. Um, whereas, oh, go ahead. I think what I'm asking, I think what I'm asking is, sorry, I think what I'm asking is because of the, the media perception of Viners is that a lot of, and as you're right, you're right, I shouldn't, people should not lump Viners together and everyone is the same. But with the perception of Viners being uh, a lot of them do this sort of stuff, is that does that ever media perception get to you and you almost have to sort of be like, oh, my God, if, like, this happens to me, that I'm going to be judged a lot more harshly because of what's going on within the Vine community? No. I haven't I haven't had that experience and I haven't even had that thought. And the reason is is because um, I am my own person and my own individual and um, if someone wants to judge me outright, then give me five minutes with them and I will make them a believer. Um, and, uh, you know, they, well, you made me a believer. <laughs> and not even because I would be trying to do anything, because I would be my, my authentic self and be a good person. Yeah. And just because I'm called Viner doesn't, doesn't mean that I'm any certain way. Does that make sense? I would just hope that, yeah, I would just hope because I was just wondering because I don't want, because I know you, you're an amazing guy, you're an amazing filmmaker, you do this out of love and passion, and so I don't want the media sort of being like, oh, because you're a vinyl, they're already thinking one way about you because that would be terrible. Right, right, and I see what you're saying, and you need to, um, you need to be smart and acknowledge that kind of stuff, but also not give it a lot of weight. Because ultimately, at the end of the day, um, if you are worried about being a part of that or you are fearful of being lumped into that category, you're actually just fueling the fire rather than just being your yourself and, um, and distancing yourself from that um, conception, that misconception of what... Uh, that someone could have about you. Does that make sense? Mm. Yeah, absolutely. 
Because I, to talk about, and let's go on to It's Vine by Me, which I have to be honest, congratulations on all the recognition that you're getting from the film because it's really incredible. I wrote a blog piece. I wrote a review on my on my personal blog about it, which you saw and you commented on yes, that. So thank you for that, that. Lena Kai. Um, what made you, as you, you talked a little bit about before, but uh, for people who haven't seen the film, just talk a little bit about what, the importance of it's fine by me and tell people what it's about in particular. So it was about two things to start off with. It was to, uh, to showcase Los Angeles, um, and also to take people through the journey of my vine life. And, uh, so I did that by, you know, um, showing what my friends and I do, where we go. It was kind of a, a document. It was a, a comedic documentary in the sense that um, it had some like quirky little antics and things. And I, you know, I showed an example of a vine and I don't want to give too much away because you should just watch it because it's going to be better to watch than have me to describe it. But the real reason behind that whole thing was just to inspire people to go after what they want and to go after their dreams and what fuels them. And, you know, whether that's becoming a lawyer or working on a pig farm or whatever it is, find your passion and pursue it because you only have one life. So why the hell not just do what you want? I love your quote. You talk about Los Angeles a lot in the film um, in it's fine by me. And you talk about it being a place that's changed you and, and made you, made you grow as a person. And you talk about how much of your love, how much you have in, uh, of love for and respect for the city of Los Angeles. I was wondering, given the amount of, a lot of people talk about Los Angeles as being, I don't know if you felt this or if you felt just reporting of this is just wrong, or maybe you haven't heard this at all, is that the, the reporting of Los Angeles as being a very sort of, is being a very like egotistical place. Do you, what what is the what do you find is the biggest misconception about Los Angeles in particular for you? Um, the biggest misconception. Um, all right, let me think about this. Given the fact that that a lot of people have this idea that it's so much about like people wanting to get, wanting to get fame and wanting to get recognition and and people uh, it's almost like this sort of fear and, and anxiety and 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 depression filled place but clearly since you live there and you and your documentary is a very different portion of there i was wondering what's your biggest misconception of la what do you think people should know about la especially people who haven't gone there right. at all okay so i'm going to um answer this question a little indirectly, which I don't know if that's great for a podcast, but I don't know how else to do it. <laughs> that's fine. So we're going to take a few steps back to what I said previously about something having a reputation or a there's a concept about a place or whatever it is that a lot of people share. 
that is completely disconnected from what you create for yourself in your own reality of that place or that thing or whatever it is, right? Yeah. So there is this, when people think of Los Angeles, they think of, yeah, like you said, they think of fame, they think of glamour, they think of celebrities, they think of stars, they think of, you know, where dreams are made, dreams are broken. There are aspects of all of that but at the end of the day, that's really all just chatter. And that's really all just stuff that people are talking about. Because it's, because nothing in life is just black and white. I mean, some things are, but for the most part, there's so much in between. And and what I have done here and the reason why I love Los Angeles so much is because I have found within this giant world of glamour, my own little world that exists within this huge universe that we can call Los Angeles. And within my own little world is so much meaning. And so much passion and authenticity and friendships and relationships. Not to say that some of the stuff that happens in the overall entity of Los Angeles doesn't bleed into that little world that is that I call mine. But that little world that I call mine is my reality. And, and I can pick and choose based off of what I'm thinking and, and, and what I, what I desire to have in my life, what I, cre what I create in that reality that, that is mine. So, so to, 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 uh, make a come up with a more concrete example, there are a lot of assholes in this city and superficial people. Does that mean that everyone's an asshole and everyone is superficial? No. And the reason I know that is because I am not one of those people and I just have naturally attracted other people like that into my life. So back to that whole thing. So that to answer your original question, yes, there are, there is a reputation for this city and there is, um, stuff that people say about this city that is true to some extent, but that's not the truth. The truth is what you create for yourself. And if you want to come here and find meaningful relationships in Los Angeles, you have the power to do it. It absolutely exists. So it is the city of dreams. It is the city of dreams, yes. Like, Wait, I think that might have been... No, Los Angeles is the city of angels, New York is the city of dreams, I think. Oh, I I'm see. No, no, no. Yeah, Los, city, Los Angeles is the city of angels, correct. Okay. Well, you clearly... Well, they're clearly angels because they clearly have come down from Earth in the spirit of... <laughs> um, <laughs> um, I want, that kind of goes to my next question, actually, is that... I think within the film, we, we both are filmmakers. We both chat in occasions about our work and stuff like that. And we both sort of talk about 
the anxiety and the, and, and the amount of passion that we put onto our work and particularly for younger based filmmakers like you and I, what would be your biggest um, words of inspiration for people who, like you just said, who um, are so in love with their work and want to be a part of their work so much, but get, get so pulled down by it and they can never find their way back up to sort of do their work again. Um, you mean people who are just uh, beaten into the ground and don't feel like they can have lost all hope? Yeah. Absolutely. Because I feel like that's sort of a lot to do with the filmmaking industry can sort of throw you down so much. Can I, sorry, can I interrupt something, yeah, Carl? Um, with being a Viner and constantly thinking of new ideas, how do you deal with um, if you kind of have like a creative idea block? You know how right you have you get writer block and you can't really think of anything to write. How do you deal with like when you're kind of stuck on not being able to create anything new? or original like how, how 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 do you deal with it i take a walk i take a drive i sit on the beach i call up my friend deji bankole i sleep and wake up the next day and um and now, uh, you know, the juices are, uh, now the wheels are turning a different way. And now I'm able to come up with things. I think a little bit harder. I look around the room. I look at objects. I try to think about why those objects are funny or how they could fit into certain situations. I mean, the list could go on and on. I mean, I just, there's so many different tactics to you can take in order to, to come up with creative stuff. Um... And it just, it just ultimately requires being patient. Yeah. If you, if you get impatient and you give up, then that's when the creativity stops. But as long as mm. you have the, um, the mechanisms in order to make it happen, you can, you can make it happen. It just might take a little bit of time. Yeah. Lenica, I want to talk to you more about your um, your experiences, especially with new age filmmakers and the how you actually got into through It's Vine by Me, which is that um, the you were now a part of the new filmmakers mm-hmm. Los Angeles. Yes, I am. How did that happen? How did that how did that happen? And um, and do you think that more countries can look at a way like Los Angeles and, and start? collaborating and building relationships with younger filmmakers to um, to maybe get them into filmmaking and, and stuff like that. And I'm, I'm asking terrible no, 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 questions. Awesome. Sorry. Hey, wait, I have to, um, I have a tangent really quickly. I have a question. What are the little hands on the bottom right of the screens? Okay. So that's, if you want to give props to somebody. Um, so if you want to tap my screen or Anthony's screen, you can give props oh, and that'll cool. just be like, yeah, good job. Oh, that's funny. So it's, like, clean. it's like hearts on Periscope. Pretty much. Yeah. But it doesn't do anything. <laughs> okay. Except make me feel better. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um, so the question was, uh, do you, do I see other countries like implementing programs or, 
also, firstly, how did how did you get into how did how did you form this relationship with the new filmmakers LA, and how do you think that relationship that you have, and how do you think uh, organizations like the New Filmmakers LA could be able to then steerhead other countries into liking uh, other places like Los Angeles into doing this and 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 and, uh, and curating and creating. Um, uh, uh, for the next generation of filmmakers. So uh, the way that I got affiliated with... Uh, that's my roommate, by the way. Um, <laughs> Hi, roommate. <laughs> you want to answer some questions on this podcast? No, I'm okay. Sorry to interrupt. <laughs> um, okay, so the way I got affiliated with new filmmakers, I made a music video about Los Angeles uh, that was really funny. Not to toot my own horn. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> um, but, uh, but I was working a job at the time and, uh, I showed, you know, a few people in the break room or whatever. And one of those, one of the women there, which she has never in any other way been influential in my life, but she was at this moment. She said, Hey, there's, I saw on the SAG after website that there's a film festival that does this. Uh, is doing this competition or something where you're supposed to highlight Los Angeles. And so I was like, cool. So I took a mental note and I did a little research. And um, sure enough, New Fam- Filmmakers Los Angeles was doing their uh, on-location event, which is that annual event, which is the same event that I did It's Vine by Me for. So I submitted my music video and, uh, you know, like they had a bunch of criteria for what, for the video that had to be made for their competition. And, um, and they loved the video, they loved the music video, but it just didn't quite fit what they were looking for. So, um, so they didn't, sub- so they didn't submit it into that, that on location event. But I went to the festival, I had a blast. It's a monthly film festival. Um, and the people there are awesome. They screen some really, really great films, all different types of genres. They do shorts and they do features. They have an open bar and, uh, the artistic director and the executive producer are just amazing people, um, who have, who had this vision and put it together, um, from the ground up. So, uh, so I just started going consistently every single month, um, uh, eventually, my music video did play at uh, at one of the monthly film festivals. It didn't play for that particular event on location, like I was saying, but it did play in one of the, the regular monthly screenings. Um, and I just started to get to know the staff, and I just started to get to know people there. And and I, um, you know, I think since then, I really I haven't missed um, I haven't missed a, 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 an event since because I just. Um, I just have loved new filmmakers' vision and what they what they do for uh, filmmakers trying to break into the industry. I love that. I love that. And I know you told me all the time that I should consider getting into new filmmakers Los Angeles because yeah. I can meet you. And that's the most important. And then, thing, and then you had a second part to the question. I know. So the second part was: yeah. Do I do I see other like countries doing that? 
Well, first of all, I don't really know what other countries have to offer when it comes to stuff like that. I don't know what sort of opportunities they create for, for filmmakers that are trying to, um, to gain some exposure. So I can't really speak to that because I don't know if there's already things implemented. Yeah. But I would imagine that as technology progress, uh, advances and um, as people become just overall like more, um, I guess, savvy with technology or... or the world becomes... Yeah, 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 good point. Exactly. As, as we all become more connected, which is a whole nother topic and tangent yeah. I could go off on about how we're, are we connected or are we less connected? <laughs> you know what I mean? But, uh, I, but I won't. Yeah. Um, God, if we could have like, have like a whole show that, that goes could, for 10 that hours. Could go. I don't think there's, an, I don't think there's necessarily an answer to that. However, I would say we are a little bit more disconnected because now everything is through a screen and the personal connections yeah. are just not there like they used to be, you know? Anyways, let's not get off on that. So, but I do think that as technology advances that probably people will become more innovative and, um, and there will continue to be opportunities made for artists trying to branch out. Yeah, Absolutely. You've, uh, through your Snapchats and through your Periscopes, which you don't do anymore, which I really wish you did Periscope more. Do you still do um, through your Snapchats, in, do I? Um, I haven't done one in a while, but I, I, yeah. I still have the app. Do you, have, I do, do you still yeah. have the Periscope app? You should definitely go on it. And the reason I went on it was only for you. To be <laughs> well, I went on it. I went on it like I don't know, maybe about a month ago, and not no one really tuned in. <laughs> That's really annoying. Um, your Snapchats are, are, are such a phenomenal look, and you have sort of come off as being this, as, and even your answers today have been so spiritual, and 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 so you've you've always sort of seemed like a very spiritual and knowledgeable person. Uh, going back to your upbringing and, and being a filmmaker, what really inspired you to sort of become this very like like very spiritual and open person about? different topics. I know your Snapchat is just full of different uh, quotes that I could just pick out of the air and um, pretty much be like, wow, that's such yeah. a different way of thinking. How did you become such a spiritual and interesting person well, to talk to? first, thank you. I appreciate that. Second of all, um, <laughs> I... Uh, <laughs> are there other people watching this, by the way? I mean, I'm cool with that. Uh, this is this oh, is public, cool. so yeah. Because I'm, I'm getting I'm getting all these like recognition, all these these hand things or whatever. But I noticed that you guys aren't doing it, so someone must be. <laughs> Somebody must be doing them. Um, so to answer your question, I wasn't inspired in any way. I was born this way. This is who I am um, at the core of my soul. I, I, I couldn't be any, I couldn't be any different. This is how I think. I have a very intricate way of thinking. And to tell you the truth, it is, um, it is, it has caused me grief in the past before I really knew how to channel it in a, um, in a constructive way. Um, but, uh, you're a serious quincy. 
what's the word, quintessential filmmaker. You're just, you have that creative vibe about you, just the way in which you talk. And of course, you know yeah. how I'm feeling. I, I no, basically you love too, you. dude. You um, have it too. I can see that. I absolutely see that. Yeah. But no, I just, I, I, when I, when I listened, of course, if you guys don't follow Lynn and Kai on Snapchat, your Snapchat is Kyle. I know. I, you it? know what? It's because I made Snapchat like, like years ago and then I never got into it until recently. And I, I, I wish I had 24. Dude, you are going to be, my Snapchats yeah. are off the freaking wall. Damn. They are crazy. So if you want to see some crazy, you want to see me at my craziest? Follow me on Snapchat. <laughs> I remember one time I actually texted you after I watched your Snapchat. It was a very loud Snapchat, and I texted back saying, "Thanks, Lena Kive, officially lost my hearing." <laughs> um, talking about innovation and sort of talking about Snapchat. Um, Tribeca this year had this. I don't know if you saw this. Um, Tribeca this year had this thing called Snapchat Shorts, where people could. Um, enter um, snap, uh, films, short films they had made on their phone via Snapchat. Is that a route that you're looking to do with your work, being someone who's a filmmaker and, and being a vinyl? Is that something that you feel like is a natural progression to you? Or do you feel like you're going to continue going to the very classical uh, contemporary route of film, which is that uh, something showing on a screen? Ah, uh, That is a good question. Um... I don't, to tell you the truth, I, I, I'm not exactly sure. And the reason I say that is because I am going to use whatever outlet I can um, at whatever time it comes to me if I feel like it's valuable and if it's feel like it's a, it's, a, it's a way to express myself artistically, then hell yeah. If that means creating some sort of, like, film through snapping, sure. It doesn't sound right now like something I would be that interested in. Because it, it sounds very limiting, um, but uh, but yeah, no, 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 for sure. Um, you know, I uh, I should mention this on location, which is the again the event that I entered. It's fine by me into uh, just this past year, and then the event that I would that I originally was thinking about submitting that music video to um, is coming up in the next couple months, and the executive producer of the NFMLA. Larry LeBeau has reached out to me saying, please, 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 people loved your film. Please make another one for, for our uh, festival this year. And um, this is kind of, kind of a side note, but, uh, but I'm focused on uh, a, a clothing line right now that is called Lunakai Clothing. And, uh, and it's not... It's- I just love to, your quotes on your are amazing but continue <laughs> thank you, thank you. <laughs> well it's gonna be an evolution process for sure because i don't know exactly where it's gonna go but um i know that i want to develop it um and it's not it's not going to be separate from what i've already created it's not like i'm throwing anything away because it's uh it really was inspired from what i've created it's inspired from the content and the audience that i've grown and um the comedy that i you know have found that I like and um and so it's just like it's just another endeavor that I'm gonna uh that that I'm taking on that I'm really excited about um but so to yeah to answer your original question I don't I, I I don't really um 
I don't really know, but, uh, but I do really, it's really important to me to stay open to what is current and what is relevant and what I think is ultimately going to help me express myself as an artist the best. So if that's through social media or if that's through creating some sort of film, you know, through a social media platform or whatever, then why the hell not? What do you see Lunakai the brand is in the next Lunakai five the brand. or so years? Kai the so brand. So what I see is I see myself creating a lot of content, um, content that is inspiring, that's comedic, that's funny, that touches people, um, that people can relate to, that's relevant, that is... Um, is all those things. It encompasses a lot of those different qualities. And then also, uh, with that, uh, I want to have my, I want to have my, uh, my clothing line. So I want to have apparel that's going to be available that's designed and customized by me. And, uh, and you know, I'm probably going to bring some other people in on that because I, I want to bring in creatives because I recognize that it's, it's, uh, it's important to bring to bring other people into these endeavors because, um, because it's, you know, just, just having other people involved is, is, is never a bad thing. So, uh, so I'm going to be creating content, um, and then selling apparel under the brand name Lunapai Clothing. Uh, and I just see that, that clothing line becoming massively successful. And, uh, and then I'm going to gain a certain, I mean, I'm, I, uh, I want to, I want to take the resources that I am provided and what I get out of this. And I want to continue to inspire people and I want to continue to help people. And I don't want to be cliche, even though I'm naturally cliche. So, you know what, screw it. I'm just going to be cliche. I just want to, I want to transform and change the world in whatever way I possibly can. Can you just come back every single show? (laughs) (laughs) Can you just come back literally every, like, I just, I feel so like, this is like, I, anyone who's, anyone who's listening right now, just go and search on Lunakai's stuff. He is like the most incredibly amazing human there is. Lunakai, thank you so much for joining Popcorn. You were an absolute delight. I'm so glad we could have you on. I'm so glad we could work out some stuff so we could definitely have you on. Uh, Where can people find you on social media? So you can definitely find me on Snapchat, KyleStyle24. Uh, You can find me on Vine. I'm not as active as I used to be. Uh, And then I'll be dropping videos in the next couple months on Facebook and Twitter and, uh, you know, short videos on Instagram. So... Um, yeah, just, uh, just keep up with me and I, I promise I will put out quality content that will bring you joy. Um, uh, Anthony, of course you can find him on, on Captain Fizzman on YouTube and I'm going to try and get this right this time. Anthony Farrah six on Instagram. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anthony Farrah 95 on Twitter. And of yes. course, you can find me all on social media at Kyle Golf for Instagram is at Kazlove, and my Snapchat is that the okay. I'm like you, I have a very different Snapchat for my name. Don't know why that is. Uh, but guys, we will, I will see you next week with a brand new episode of um, Popcorn. And until then, I will see you later. Bye, guys. Bye. Thanks.